You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hello and welcome back to the Junkyard Dogcast. I'm Kip Adams at Dogs 24-7 and Georgia is 9-0. They took down Missouri 43-6 in a game that was never really much in doubt. There's a couple kind of big storylines here to touch on. Obviously, I guess the big one, we always got to start with the quarterback position and Two quarterbacks got into the game for Georgia. A lot of eyes were on the guy that got in second there, JT Daniels, returning to action, you know, for the well, the first time since the the Vandy game there. And and, you know, had some good throws in there. Seven of eleven passing for 82 yards, you know, threw a touchdown ball, had some good zip on on uh, you know, several of his passes, had a really, really bad throw, one he'd like to to have back. But getting back on the field and, and kind of getting back there and, and trying to, to get some of the rust off, I think, you know, Kirby Smart will tell you that that was kind of the key with JT Daniels and his return from that lat injury. And, you know, the fans have been, you know, screaming for, for JT to get back on the field. That's what they wanted, and they got to see him. And now you get a little bit of maybe some insight into why maybe JT Daniels hadn't hadn't started yet. Still a little rusty in his return, but – this is important for Georgia, getting JT Daniels back out there and on the field. I think now you can go ahead and work him into the lineup and, and get him more reps in the, in the next three weeks as Georgia prepares for that SEC championship game. I think both quarterbacks had some throws that, you know, they probably would like back. Even the ones that Stetson Bennett had that had positive results. There were a couple there that he got, you know, kind of lucky. And I think it's, a credit to Georgia's pass catchers that there was only one interception thrown in this game. And again, Georgia's pass catchers, I think, are the kind of the story of this game. You see that 11 different guys caught passes today for Georgia. That's a really impressive stat. And for Georgia fans, you had to love seeing Jermaine Burton out there and getting his you know, his first catch since, since the Arkansas game back in October 2nd. And he had three outstanding catches and really should have had three touchdowns, three catches for 76 yards in the touchdown, you know, could have had more than one, but big plays from Jermaine Burton, seeing him get close to, you know, hundred percent a week after you saw Kiaris Jackson look like he's kind of close to hundred percent. Like we said, George is getting healthy in, in that wide receiver room and, and it, it paid dividends on Saturday. 20 catches for 337 yards from that group and three touchdowns. Just as we said on that pod on Friday, me and Jake, uh, we we called for this to be a big-time game on the ground, and 
Georgia was able to throw the ball uh, against Missouri, you know, fairly well. The, the the ground game had some ups and downs. I think the stats are a little misleading there. You know, the the box score will show they averaged five point one carries per touch, thirty three for one sixty eight. But you know, you got a Kiaris Jackson thirty seven yard run in there that's kind of boring that a little bit. You also had an Arian Smith fifteen yard run as well. The, the running backs did not see a lot of uh, a lot of air on Saturday, and then that's probably something that uh, Kirby Smart will be addressing this this week in practice with his offensive line. The offensive line, you know, continues to work some some guys in there, some new guy new faces in there with Broderick Jones getting the start at left tackle. You also saw Amarius Mims play in there a little bit at right tackle. Warren McClendon went out uh, with an injury. Well, Jake will be getting an update on on you know the severity of that but you had some young guys in there left and right tackle you also saw Warren Erickson uh, uh slide over there to center give uh Cedric Van Pran a little bit of a breather and also get some more more staffing experience there so moving some guys around there on the offensive line uh, still an area of improvement for Georgia moving forward but overall on offense you know again positive things to, to see here you saw James you know James Cook with a, a couple explosive plays he had a you know a 17 yard run there had a, had a nice catch as well you know would have been you know maybe the one of the more impressive catches of the day Dejon Edwards that 37 yard catch that he made did was not enough to get my player of the game uh, I mean, to get Jake's player of the game, but still an impressive catch by him. And then Kenny McIntosh, as I was going to say, not enough to get my player of the game, but he had a 31-yard catch that, you know, on a, on a day of big plays in the passing game, you know, his may have been the most impressive, but not the one anyone's really going to be talking about overall because Jermaine Burton, big plays, Lab McConkey, another touchdown. Arian Smith doing what Arian Smith always does. Uh, he's, I think he's only been targeted eight times in his career so far at Georgia. He's got five catches for 188 yards and three touchdowns on those eight targets. That's very efficient. And he may have just, you know, one skill set so far at Georgia, but it's, he's very, very good at, you know, at what he does. And at the end of the game there, another head coach calling timeout to try to get his, his team uh, in the end zone. And what did Georgia's defense do? I mean, Georgia did not cover today, but, you know, that line was hitting close to 40 there on game day, 44 and a half. It's a very small window for, for Georgia to, to cover something like that. But Georgia's defense, you got to credit those guys. The second team was in there. You had the starters on the sidelines just cheering that defense on and a goal line stand yet again to keep another team out of the end zone. Really, really impressive uh, for Georgia's defense there, the second stringers, and that kind of shows you that mentality that this Georgia team has. I mean, kept Clemson out of the end zone, kept Vandy out of the end zone, kept Arkansas out of the end zone, and now, again, another SEC opponent unable to score an offensive touchdown against Georgia. I think that, you know, that's that's really, really impressive and something that moving forward, getting these these backups some, some experience, it's going to pay off for Georgia, and I think – Overall, you look at this Georgia defense and some of the younger players, that inside linebacker group, it's elite now with Chaney Tindall and Quay Walker, who both had outstanding games yet again. But Jamon Dumas Johnson, outstanding play from him there at the end of that goal line stand, multiple stops. Small Munden had a good game as well. That room is in great hands now and in the future.
Another outstanding game from Trevon Walker as well. He was in that backfield, and other, you know, other than when Missouri was holding the front, the front seven was really, really tough to deal with. So, overall, another strong performance by Georgia. I know a lot of people wanted Kirby to kind of go for a touchdown there instead of the field goal, uh, especially gamblers. But I think, you know, getting Podlesny in there and, and allowing him to get another kick, get more confidence going into, you know, later in the season, Atlanta, potentially playoff games could still pay off for Georgia. I thought that was the, the right move by Kirby to make sure his kicker knows that his head coach trusts him moving forward. Tennessee up next. I think overall, you look at this game, Georgia accomplished all of its goals, remains undefeated. Seems like they remain relatively healthy as well. And so we're going to look, you know, again on Monday, Kirby Smart's presser, get the injury updates. But I, I think overall from this performance, there, there, you know, there's really nothing you can really complain about if you're a Georgia fan. You wanted to see JT Daniels again. You got to see him out there. You're probably going to get to see more of him in the next three weeks. But now you've actually seen him. You know that he's going to be able to get reps in, in the coming weeks and, and try to see if he can get back to where he was at the beginning of the season. Stetson Bennett, again, another pretty strong performance for him. A couple throws that obviously, like I said, he'd like to have back, but also made some plays with his legs, extended some plays that kind of reminded you why Kirby Smart has so much faith in him as well. So overall, you got to like where Georgia stands, uh, you know, going into this home stretch. And now you have to really, really look and see if they get completely healthy in, in that pass catcher room, the potential for this offense is through the roof. And right now I think that the key for Georgia is that offensive line, getting getting that unit to gel, getting the right five in there, and being able to, to open up some holes for Georgia in the ground game. That's the one area you really want this team to kind of to improve upon moving forward. Other than that, strong day for Georgia. And moving on to, to play Tennessee next week, a team that I think offensively stacks up pretty well against Georgia. You know, I'm not going to say that I favor Tennessee early on, but I'm just saying the quarterback play at Tennessee has been probably the surprise of the volunteers this season. And, and so that's going to be something really we're really going to look at. I think it's going to be a a good measuring stick for this Georgia secondary, a group that continues to improve every week. And I think today had several impressive plays early on against a very, very tall wide receiver core from Missouri. So that's something we're going to be looking forward to next week. But for this edition of the Junkyard Dogcast, I'm Kip Adams. You guys take it easy. begun which means you need to listen to fantasy baseball today in five part of the cbs sports podcast network join scott white chris towers and me frank samphill every monday through saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes we'll break down the biggest performers news and prospects who could make an impact this season make sure to download and follow on apple Podcasts, spotify the odyssey app and everywhere else podcasts are found the time has come for drag queens to save the world. Drag queens save the world. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is back on Paramount Plus, and for the first time ever, I want you to use your talent for good. 
for a change. <laughs> Eight iconic queens are competing for the charity of their choice. This is how you do drag. Who will slay forward, win cash for their favorite cause, and a coveted spot in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. New season now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.